The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. It's 10 to 10. Don't forget uh, at 10 o'clock, KG is up next with Seasons to keep you well entertained here on SAFM. Sito, you are on the line and you are with us. Vonderboom celebrates Hello. 25 years. Who would have thunk? Huh? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Hello, Michelle. It's so lovely to talk to you again. Yeah, it's lovely to talk to you too. So I was wondering as I, I looked at this and looked at that idea of 25 years and then looked at the Rolling Stones, at what point do does it stop being a passion project? And then at what point does it go back? back to being a passion project because you know you start as a musician and it's all passion and then like suddenly this is your day job and you're singing the same songs and you just keep going and then suddenly you move beyond that and I imagine that you go to oh let's just let's just put together a fabulous anniversary edition album because it's going to be just fun and fabulous (laughs) well I think uh, you you kind of touched on it like it's it, although it is a job, it's, it hasn't been a job for for the most part. It's been a passion project because if we had taken it seriously as a job, uh, like many other bands have done, we would have packed it up ages ago. So like for us, it's first and, first and foremost, it, it, we're a gang, we're, we're we're a brotherhood, and yeah. we just love to we just love to write songs and jam together and to hang with each other and to you know, tour together, and I think we kind of feel the loyalty to the to the organism that is Vornabuim, you know, um, which has got no monetary attachment. It's got no sort of, uh, sort of uh, I suppose, success, uh, you know, expectation. It's just we just love doing it. So you guys are going to go on a summer tour to celebrate uh, the special anniversary album, and um, you're going to be travelling, you know, the coast of of KwaZulu Natal, not KwaZulu Natal, of the Western Cape, down past Kamehameha, yeah. St. Francis, Nisman, and the list goes on. And yeah. first of all, that's something new and refreshing over the last two years owing to COVID. So I imagine this is like your way of getting out and doing things. But secondly. Yeah. Is this like a kind of a bit of reunion for the band to say, you know what, we can still do this and we can still have fun. We might not uh, down a bottle of something, but we may rather just have an appetizer afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think we're still behaving like we have been for many years. So I don't think that's ever really going to change. But yeah, I think, you know, last year we had this beautiful tour of uh, planned for December, we called it over it, yeah. and um, <laughs> and then we had to cancel it. You know, uh, we just we just hit that bad wave, and we had to cancel our tour. And you know, it's it's the it's the one sort of real big tour that South African musicians look forward to. It's that it's that summer tour, that December January tour, um, because you get to you know uh, see our beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Um, and visit all those that we've sort of haven't been able to see throughout the year because we're always sort of in the Gauteng area or the closer area, closer provinces. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be lot, it's going to be a catharsis of notes. I'm sure. Um, just yeah. you know, being able to play these venues and see all of our fans in, in 
in the Western Cape and the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Um, and we're very excited about it, obviously. Sito, it is um, a, 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 an album which you've gone and focused on some of your favorite tracks. There is, of course, as we mentioned, the new track, uh, Prodigal Child, uh, Prodigal Son, which we uh, played now. So tell us about the bringing together of that album. And I mean, it, it's, this is, an, as you say, this is an act of a brotherhood in a way. Yeah, so uh, look, I think a big thing that we have to consider when we're putting a compilation like this together is, is our fans. Um, for, uh, for many years at, you know, at our gigs, uh, at the merch table, they're always, you know, we've, we've had the request to, uh, to bring out a vinyl. So this is going to be the first time we're going to actually bring out a vinyl. And, you know, uh, we, although we've been selling our sort of later albums at our merch table, a lot of our fans have been asking for the, the older songs so that they can have it either on CD or on um, either on CD or on vinyl or whatever. Yeah. And um, and so we've taken this opportunity now to... Um, Sita, we've to, lost you. Are you focused? Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, sorry. Somebody's trying to phone me while I'm speaking to you and oh, <laughs> I'm hanging up on them. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so so we consider the fans also considering not just the radio singles, but like the mm. dance floor. Great. So, what are the what are the favorite songs to dance to? Um, and then because we're bringing out a vinyl and a CD, uh, we've had to carefully select which ones are going to be in the vinyl because you can't put all of them on the vinyl, um, and as well as the CD. You know, we've got like three different sort of formats in which we we're releasing. I mean, it's um, interesting that you talk about these formats because I was reading something the other day that um, vinyl sales are now exceeding CD sales. So there's a return to vinyl, and um, which I think is fabulous because I always thought the sound of vinyl was better. But that yeah. this very return to vinyl has in fact meant that there is a shortage of vinyl yep. as well. Talk to us about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a worldwide problem at, at the moment. There's just so much of a, uh, I suppose, a funneling or not a funneling. What's the word? Um, a bottlenecking of demand, and obviously all of the big sort of labels and uh, big companies are 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 prioritized with regards to these uh, record plants and CD plants and all that. Yeah. But it's mostly, it's mostly the vinyl pressings. Um, but yeah, there seems to be such a huge demand for it now. I mean, we are still waiting for our vinyl as well. So uh, I think, it's, and it's not just us, it's a worldwide thing. But I think it's beautiful because it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like the people that are buying music are, are wanting that tangible product again they're wanting mm. that piece of art in their hands that artwork in their hands and, and so you know we make more of an effort in putting this sort of artwork together making it visually appealing uh and and for and for me it's been a great thing because i kind of feel like mp3s have kind of dehumanized or you know just sterilized the, the experience yeah. of buying an album you know well there's certainly something different to going on to spotify and saying okay i'll just check out the vonoboom prodigal son see what other songs that they're going to be playing or if i say okay i'm going into the store and i'm going to buy myself vinyl because a the physicality of the vinyl is amazing but b the artwork the physicality of the artwork is critical exactly exactly um 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think I'm, I'm still quite old school like that when I think about my favorite bands and every time there's a new album that they release, I like look forward to the physical copy. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of in this world of streaming, it's just something that's quite, you know, novelty still. Uh, absolutely. Sita, I want to close off with um, chatting to you about your own personal journey, if I may. Um, sure. What, what, what's, what's interesting and, and is what you have done in the past and what I found very intriguing is you shifted, not shifted, you, you, you um, took just another road, I suppose, at one point where you were, were working in the, the musical world, the theatre world. So you, um, you played the lead role in um, Jesus Christ Superstar um, and, and the like. And, and I, I loved that you, you felt that you were able to do that and that you did do that really well as well. That, that particular shift, what was that about? Well, it's something that I would never have considered before I was approached and offered the opportunity. Uh, Back in 2005, a friend of mine uh, contacted me. He said, he's an actor friend. He said, listen, would you be interested in doing a musical? Um, Because they're struggling to find Jesus. And and I was like, "Uh, I don't know. I I wouldn't mind giving it a bash. You know, he's like, well, look, you're going to have to, you're going to have to really uh, dedicate and commit time. You're going to, you won't be able to gig for a few months. Um, so then I was reluctant to even try because I didn't want to impact on the, on the band. You know? yeah. um, and then I was convinced to, to just by a friend of mine to just try it out, audition and see what happens. You know? And I discovered something about my voice and about myself and, and, and you know, being, being taken out of my comfort zone of being in, in a band behind a guitar and just isolated with a piano in this empty theater and just singing these uh these these lyrics to to um jesus christ the musical Superstar. director <laughs> yeah yeah to the musical director exactly and i was i was uh, filmed and they sent the tape through to andrew lloyd Webber himself and peter Turin, um and they and they loved it and i i kind of realized that there's something a little bit more to my voice so I started to take singing a little bit more seriously. And then obviously when I got the role, I learned a whole new sort of discipline, uh, mm. re- you know, regime with regards to warming up and, and what I could do with my voice. So it actually, that whole experience improved my vocal delivery. And I obviously, you know, brought it to the band and in songwriting and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing was, you know, musical theater, and I've, and I've done a, a few shows with guns to uh, Greece and to Korea, yes. and I've done Chester Musical, and I've been offered quite a few other roles that, uh, you know, were quite tempting. But the problem with that is that I have to commit to about, you know, 18 months of touring, of going to the Far East, or going, mm. to, going to Europe or whatever. And, and it's something that I just cannot do with my musical project, with my a band project, you know, yeah. like Born of Bloom. It just, because it, it does kill the momentum for a while, you know? I know, I think so, people, people forget that um, if you are uh, uh, a working uh, musical theatre person, you could be in the same job, literally. I mean, it's like a nine-to-five job, and it could yeah, take place which is wonderful. Years. I would love, I could easily do that and, and just, like, have so much fun, and I have had so much fun. And a good bank but, balance um, as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 
it's all relative and it's always exactly. short-lived, you know. Exactly. But uh, And then you're always relying on the next sort of production, you know, which is the other thing. I mean, musical theatre has really suffered this past uh, year and a half. And I think about all the actors and dancers and all that that only do that. We're and gonna, I thank God that... Yeah. We're going to leave it there. Masita is the lead vocalist yeah. to Vornaboom and uh, we are out of here. Thanks so much for joining us. He is going to be performing with the band and they'll be performing from uh, the 30th of December onwards until the end of the first week of January in the Western Cape. Just look up where they're going. Cause